what words of encouragement would you have to somebody who's just starting to embark on their journey? Oh, you can do it. You can totally do it. I mean, just just keep going. Take it step by step. Um, listen to your BCBA. They will totally guide you through the process. It's so worth it. You can do it. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of our Day in the Life series episode where we follow Marissa's journey. Be sure to check out part one. I just love the positivity and the enthusiasm that Marissa has for her role, which I think just perfectly embodies our values. With that, enjoy the rest of this incredible conversation. Welcome to the BT Focus podcast dedicated to the behavior technician experience and the delivery of ABA services. All right. So my next question is, and at this point, you've been in the field, you said like roughly about a year, right? And so my, my question to you is, let's say you could have a conversation with the Marissa about a year ago, who is... (laughs) considering making this career change to this, you know, new profession that you're just learning about, what would the Marissa today tell the Marissa? Oh, Oh, wow. I mean, there's, there's a lot that I've learned. I know you've talked to another person you said, and we've talked about, you know, and she said that there was a moment where she was like, I'm going to quit. I got to quit. I can't do this. And I actually had one of those moments too, but I, I couldn't do it because I'm like, you know, I, it's just too rewarding of work to quit and to give up. So, but you, you have those days because there are bad days, like I said, that come with the good days. There's a different kind of understanding that you need to figure out. So what I always think is how, how do I need to fix myself? Not how does a child need to fix their self? How do, you know, how do I need to fix myself to make the child feel better? So, you know, when they're having a bad day, it's not what they're doing wrong. It's what am I doing wrong? So that's kind of what I've learned. And if I knew that a while ago, I think that would have helped me out a lot because there was a lot of bad days in the beginning. It it was really hard in the beginning. So if I knew that, you know, this will not be forever, kind of, you know, it would have helped a lot. But learning that you can never be too organized, that is definitely something I wish I knew. I mean, I organize after every single session just because you can't be too organized. And my BCBA said that she goes, you know, you can never be too organized. And I, I kind of took it as like, are you serious? Like, I'm super organized. What are you talking about? And I get it. Like, you, you can't be too organized. Like, I, it, after every session, I think is just mandatory at this point. And it's been helping yeah. a lot. So it's yeah, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I want to definitely want to talk about this a bit more. Because um, this is such a game changer I found for me with sessions, which is really coming in organized with a plan in place. And could you elaborate, like organizing what? Set the stage for somebody who's maybe new to ABA. Like, what are you getting organized? Okay. So with ABA, you're going to probably need to have some kind of container for, which is I, I had these like clear foldable, like card containers and they ended up fitting perfect. And then, I mean, you also have um, targets that are in acquisition and acquisition targets that you're working on. So targets that are in progress that you're working on with your kiddo, 
those should have a separate thing too, because you're going to have things that you're working on, and then you're going to have things that the kiddo has mastered. So the things that are mastered and the things that are working on, I think you should just keep separated, you know? So, oh, they're working on this. All right, this is in progress. And then once they have that mastered, put it in the mastered one, because you'll have to bring the mastered one back out eventually. And honestly, that once I found that system, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. I do this? <laughs> Completely. Yeah. So like one of the ways working as a behavior technician, like impacted my own growth was at, and I am still a work in progress with this, but multitasking does not come naturally or easy to me. Right. I'm, I'm very yeah. much a like, focus on one thing at a time, complete mm -hmm. that, move on to the next thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, as a behavior technician, you, you quite literally become an acrobat of sorts where you are, you're juggling different materials, you're working between programs, you're, you got reinforcers out, the pack comes in, right? Click belt. Yeah, yeah, click your belt, you know? And, and so, yeah, the more organized you can be in the front end, then you're not like hunting for stuff. There's nothing that can be like a detractor to like therapy then. If you're not organized, now your learner is waiting and we've lost some of that momentum, some of that instructional control, you know? So having things that are readily at disposable, I think is great. And I've seen some BTs, BCBAs, some really creative systems. Craft stores will have a lot of really cool, like small, clear cases. I think one I saw, it was people used for photos, like for photography. So they're clear, small, but they were like index card size. So they got a, a little box for, we're working on object identification of items in a classroom. Boom, we got a box for that. Okay, now nice. we're working on labeling emotions. So we have different stimuli for that. And like, you're right, there could be like hundreds of stimuli that you're trying to stay organized. And so having a quick system to retrieve that, I think is a really great one. Um, and I want to talk about something else you said in the beginning too, about, you know, being very open and, and reflective on in the beginning where there was definitely challenging days. And this is a very emotionally rewarding job, but there's also emotionally taxing days. And I think especially the more you care about your client and the dedication you are to their success and their progress, it can be easy to take some of those days personally, like what mm -hmm. am I doing? wrong right but it's also important to note that uh, progress takes time there's often a lot of other factors in our learners mm -hmm. environment that we might not have direct control over right. so changes to routine you know how well they sleep you know the, oh, yeah. the night before changes in diet or medication or a number of different factors um, mm -hmm. we can control so much and I love the point you made about if my learner is having a challenging day, I'm not looking at like, what are they doing wrong? I'm looking at what can I do differently, yeah. you know, yeah. take from that mm -hmm. perspective and, yeah. and having the same degree of compassion and patience with ourselves mm -hmm. as we are for our clients, I think mm -hmm. is, is huge. So yeah. I, I guess, how, how is your approach to that? What makes your days easier now in yeah. comparison to some of the harder days in the beginning? Yeah, that's a really good point. And honestly, you cannot take anything personal. You really can't. And in the beginning, I did. I did. I there was a day, I'm going to be completely honest, I, I ended up crying. Then it's okay, though. It's okay to be that way. You know, but um, I, I was new to it. Now, 
it wouldn't have affected me. You know, it's not personal against me. The child is not, you know, attacking me. It's what's going on with them. They have a whole world that I don't understand, you know? So it's, it's just me needing to be patient and me trying to figure out what's going on. And then, um, what's just learning those different things will come in time. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. It is not an attack against you at all. It's them trying to, um, I guess, express something that's going on with them. And because I, th- I think they really know that you're trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge one, Marissa, is growing in an understanding and, and not taking things personally. You can have like a little bit of emotional distance between what happened and, and how I can respond to it. I think another thing that has really helped me over the years is, you know, with each passing day, your experiential bank is is growing, right? So in the very beginning, one really challenging event is going to stick out much more than three years into the field. My experiential bank has shown me that, you know, the positive experience, if this was a teeter-totter, they far outweigh, like far outweigh the challenging experience. So the more time you're in the field, the more you see the rewards or the byproducts of all of the hard work that you and the child are embarking in. And yeah, so that one event is no longer so huge in magnitude because you have so much other experiences to pull from to say, yeah, we've been here before, you know, going back to school. Back to school in the fall, there's always a transitional and all of that. We've done that before. We're we're gonna be all right. Um, right. you know, changes changes to routine, holidays are coming up, different things are going on in the in the the, the child's life. We will get through it. We have done this in the past, we will do this again. And I think that growing sense of confidence and and confidence in your abilities, but also confidence in your your team to know that, hey, if we're going through some more uncharted waters, let's you know, stay together and use our resources and work together as a team. Um, and I think that confidence factor, I think is a huge one. And you can only get that through experience and time, right? right so exactly. So yeah, the team is so important. I mean, my BCBA is so supportive and she is so awesome. I mean, she, she really helps me get through it. And I mean, she helps bring supplies that we need, you know, so that is a huge thing. Reinforcers are very big with my kiddo. So, um, I mean, all the little things add up. And when you have a good team and yep, you got that confidence, it definitely, definitely makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing, Marissa. So I have one final question for you. And let's say somebody who's listening to this podcast, let's say they've, they've just started their 40-hour training and they are also brand new to the field of ABA. and maybe have those natural feelings of nervousness or apprehension or even some self-doubt to the extent of like, can I do this? Um, What will this look like? And uh, how can I be successful in the field? What words of encouragement would you have to somebody who's just starting to embark on their journey? Oh, you can do it. You can totally do it. I mean, just, just keep going, take it step by step. Um, listen to your BCBA, you know, they will totally guide you through the process and they'll show you how to do trials. So, um, but yeah, doing that um, and good luck on the test. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can totally do it. It's not that bad at all. It wasn't that bad. So, um, 
But yeah, I totally hope that more people become certified because there's so many families out there that are waiting just for that certification because of their insurance. You know, I mean, it's so please do it. It's so worth it. It's not that hard. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, not only are you benefiting the family, but I would also add that you're benefiting yourself by yes. expanding your practice and yeah. getting that additional training and that certification. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's yours, right? You earned exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You're now certified and you've got all that extra training. So you're going in with extra, extra training. Like, yeah, you're going to have all that extra knowledge that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, if I can just add one more point to that amazing word of advice, Marissa, is I was actually sitting in on a training last night and it was with um, some of our staff who were going through their 40 hour training. And um, somebody asked after our, our session, you know, like, Brian, what advice do you have? I want to be successful in this field. Like, what advice do you have for me to succeed? And one, I love the question and just the mere fact that they were asking it. I told this individual, like, the mere fact that you're asking this question tells me that you are going to be wildly successful. Um, but number two, I shared with her, just be very comfortable in asking questions. Yes. Right? Oh, definitely. The, and the more comfortable you have asking questions, it's kind of a paradox, right? Because I've been in this from both sides. I've been in the position of being a brand new BT myself, where I have a lot of things that I want to learn more about, right? And in, in the beginning, I was somewhat apprehensive to ask questions. I, I was worried, like, if I ask a lot of questions, is it going to appear like I don't know what I'm doing? Or, you know, is it bothering no. my BCBA to ask so many questions? Mm -hmm. And now full circle, it could not be farther from the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as a BCBA, I love when my team asks questions. And in mm -hmm. fact, I'll go a step further. I am concerned when they're not. Right, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. If you're, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally the, the way that I gauge my success as a, as a supervising clinician is the extent to which the behavior technicians on our team are successful. That's how I evaluate myself. So just like what you said earlier about whenever a learner is struggling, it's never their fault. It's what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. Same thing is true for our behavior technicians. If you're struggling, it's not, what are you like? What are you doing wrong? It's, I look at it as a BCBA, like, oh, I didn't do an adequate job of, of modeling it or describing it. So, so let me help you. And that's, that's what a treatment team is all about. That's, that's why we exist, right? So the more comfortable you are asking questions, I always say, like, if you want to be successful in this field, you will. There are people that are too dedicated to your success to see otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. So embrace that. Embrace oh, that. Yeah. Oh, there is not a time. I mean, you know, your BCBA comes every week. I ask a question every single time. There is not a time I don't have to ask about something. I mean, she just, she's like, what do you got? You know, she just, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what do you got this week? You know, because you will never stop learning. You really won't. Yeah. And I think you shouldn't because, you know, there's, there's just, there's always ways to improve. You know, there's new things, new techniques. There's so many resources out there that you can take from and, you know, just why not grow? Why not learn more? Yeah, definitely. Always ask. Yeah. I, I think we all want to work in a field and work at a job where we're continuously growing, right? We're, we're never becoming stagnant, where we're always learning something new. And, and if that's something that you hold as a value, 
you have found yourself in a great profession, right? Oh. You know, we're, we're talking about the complexity of human behavior, right? There's, there is always something to learn about that and to grow and to continue to improve. And to me, that is just endlessly exciting. Um, so Marissa, it's been just such a pleasure to, to talk with you today. Your positivity, your outlook, your energy, like I can tell, like I know how much fun I had in this conversation and I know that that is just exactly what it's like for your clients in, oh. in their sessions. And so um, the last thing I want to say is thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing, changing lives and um, supporting our families and, and again, being an ambassador for our science and our field and, and being just a shining example of what a behavior technician is and, and what a behavior technician can be. So it was a pleasure talking to you today and I, I, I hope to do it again very soon. Thank you so much, Brian. It's my pleasure too. You have an awesome day. It was so good talking to you. Thank you, Marissa. You as well. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you for joining us for today's two-part episode of the BT Focus podcast, Day in the Life series, and a most special thanks to Marissa for your incredible story and the amazing work you're doing to support the lives of our families. Until next time.